2: So glad to have you join us again. Uh, We're going to cover a bunch of areas. We'll talk meme stock, short squeeze. We'll talk cryptocurrencies. We'll talk about SPAC, sports gambling, and, and the marijuana industry and stocks in those sectors. I'm Andy Gersher. This is Gaines. Uh, Hey, if you were holding crypto over the weekend, you were probably pretty happy. Uh, A bulk of crypto moved pretty hard to the upside. And then in stocks, uh, we started the week off on a pretty strong note with markets at or near all-time highs. So uh, just a lot of activity right now. Today, we're going to bring in our guy, Mike Palumbo. He's one of my go-to guys for the noon business hour. Uh, Before I bring in Mike Do me a solid. Be sure to subscribe, follow, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if that's an option. I've been told that is podcast gold. So be sure to subscribe, follow, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Let's bring in our guy, Mike Palumbo. Michael Palumbo, founder of MJP Capital and author of the book, Calculated Risk, here in Chicago. Hey, uh, great to uh, get you on board here, Mike.
1: Hey, thanks for having me on, Andy.
2: Yeah, I, I, you know, and we have a whole list of stuff that I wanted to talk about. Um, I think one of the, the key things to discuss is meme stocks. And uh, a lot, you know, there's, there's big gains and big losses in the meme stocks. And uh, one of the big drivers in the meme, squ- meme stocks is the short squeeze play. And that's uh, kind of part of the equation in the reason why the likes of AMC and GameStop and some of the others that we've uh, heard about that have skyrocketed. So before we get into meme stocks, uh, one of the key components behind them is the short squeeze, something you're very familiar with, Mike. So uh, explain what the short squeeze is and how that specifically comes into play with meme stocks.
1: So a short squeeze happens when there's enough stock borrowed by shorts and what what that means is in order to short a stock you have to borrow it from someone who owns it and then you sell it in the marketplace, and then uh, down the road, the, you are going to have to buy it back. But at the beginning, you just you borrow it, you short it, and then so you're betting it's going down, so you can buy it back later at a lower price. When too many people get on the boat of shorting it, and in other words, enough of these shares are borrowed short, um, it can cause a squeeze because there's, there's a lot of people out there that are short, and if, if the stock starts running up, they may need to cover, which means they may need to buy the stock back. And of course, if they buy the stock back, that causes more pressure for it to go up, and it can just be a self fulfilling prophecy. And there's no limit to how high the stock can go. And we've seen that in some of these meme stocks. We've seen it. You know, I've seen it in my 30 year trading career, quite honestly, often, but n- never as crazy as it's been the last couple years, certainly. And, and, and this let la- this year in particular
2: and re- retail investors getting in on this too. Um, you know, with gains, we always like talking about making the big gains. Uh, the short squeeze is actually not a bad tactic. It's been a little more treacherous as of late. So you, you actually do that quite often. Explain uh, what you've done over the years on the short squeeze play and how, lucrative it can be if you don't have the reddit apes get in the way
1: <laughs> well we, we've we been on both sides of this so so on the long side you know you want the, the reddit guys what they're looking for is they're looking for pain they're looking for a stock that's been heavily shorted and if they can identify that it's been heavily shorted that's easy to do but also possibly by weak hands uh, if they can if they can identify who some of the shorts are um, you you can pick a stock that is a good bet to have a short squeeze and run up and and get long it before this happens and that 's what they did with gamestop and it was brilliant actually and it was funny is a lot of a lot of uh uh financial uh experts came out and said this is this isn 't real capitalism this isn 't Fair, well, yeah, it's fair. It's everything's fair in in, in the stock market. It, right, I mean, everything. What you fair. have to do it's, to make money. It's refreshing, and, you know, right? Kudos to the Reddit guys.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's refreshing that you have the little guys in here, and and, and got involved, it. saw it's, this, and then took some hedge funds to the woodshed. I mean, kind of yeah, delicious, right?
1: Exactly. So you know, you you don't you usually hear the hedge fund the story of the hedge fund that kills it one year. Uh, you know, makes fifty percent in a in a down market or whatever, and that's great. You know, they're professional investors, they're sophisticated investors, but this time the tables turned, and the little guys figured out a way to blow up some of the big guys. And boy, with with GameStop, and I, I don't recall the name of the of the shop, but one of the investment bank or one one of the uh, hedge funds actually uh, had to cover at an incredible loss, and. It was all caused by individual investors buying their ten shares here, a hundred shares there, a thousand shares here, and that actually caused enough pain for a, a billion-dollar-plus hedge fund to have to cover. And when you hear something like that, you know, it, it, to me, and you know, I, I may be considered one of the bigger guys, but I really love to hear when, when some some smaller investors. Uh, kick the butts of, of some supposedly sophisticated big guys.
2: And, and one of the things that these retail investors came to save GameStop and AMC is in these short situ- or in these situations where you have these hedge funds that short a stock, often it will just pulverize the company behind it to the ground. I mean, it it can make things well, a lot worse. Yeah, you know,
1: yeah. They they pick the right names normally, and you know, on paper, what was interesting is GameStop is a stock that didn't have much of a future, right? So, so for it's a it's a prototypical hedge fund short because it's a stock that doesn't look like it has a driver for for future revenue growth. It looks like it's in a downward spiral. Uh, you know, circling the the drain, and so there was some some funds that were shorted because that's what they're taught in business school, right? Uh, but the thing is that that they didn't understand is that, you know, if you get enough investors on the other side, and if your risk if your risk uh, management is not good enough on the hedge fund side, on the short side, you just have too many eggs in one basket here. It doesn't matter what your thesis is. If your the, your thesis could be iron tight. But if the stock market says you're wrong, you better have the cash to be able to hang in there, or you're going to have to cover for a huge loss, and that's what happened. Uh, what's the saying? A stock market can, can remain irrational a lot longer, and you can remain solvent. And uh, and I'm not even saying it was irrational, but it certainly was irrational to the hedge funds that were short it, and some of them couldn't handle it. We, we make sure at MGP Capital, obviously, we have uh, – very significant risk parameters that, that, that don't allow for those things to happen. But you know, with some of these guys, they, they get a little bit, you know, full of themselves. They, they, they think they can't, they can't make mistakes. And then uh, a game stop happens and they're taught a valuable lesson um, in humility.
2: Yeah. Cause sometimes it's fun to see the biggest bully in the room just get dropped. <laughs> right.
1: And that's, exactly yeah. and that's exactly what happened.
2: And that's exactly what happened. And, you know, here's another thing, Mike, that you, so you had the short squeeze and you had these stocks just skyrocket tons of money uh, being made by retail investors. The one thing that was interesting is these companies were smart about it. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, GameStop, AMC Express was on that list. They may have taken advantage of it as well. When those stock prices uh, were so high, they, uh, brought additional right. shares yeah. and were able to kind of goose up their bottom lines financially by issuing new shares and taking advantage of their uh, stocks rising in such a, a huge way. Explain what happened yeah, there. Yeah,
1: exactly. So yeah. so good work by the CEOs. Uh, for a while there, it didn't look like GameStop was going to take much of an advantage of it, and then they finally did, and and the market loved it once, once they did uh, issue some stock. Um, AMC definitely did Um, they raised a ton of money and they paid off a bunch of their debt so what happened is you know when the stocks go up like that they they can actually it can help the company stay up there because once you raise some capital up there um, and you can pay down some of your debt some of the problems that you had all of a sudden they go away and then the entire thesis on the stock changes
2: and, 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 so, and in GameStop's case, they were able to take that money and say, hey, we're going to make the investment to move a lot of this online. AMC, as you mentioned, did some tactics and, and, and by getting some debt area. out of the way. And I mean, it ends up being a, a nice little boost for the company.
1: Exactly. And, and so, again, that, that's, that shows that they're, you know, even though they were kind of dog stocks for a while there, they're run by smart people that know how to take advantage of a good situation. So they did. And that's why the stocks have, have maintained a lot of their value. certainly have come off their highs. And let me say on that side, we, we've been we have shorted some of these names um, in, into the strength when we feel like and, and it, it's not really a model thing. It's more of a gut feel. Of when we think that that the the uh, the name has has just been overplayed, so we did make some money on GameStop on the short side when we saw the short interest drop. So that wasn't really the concern anymore. And then you then you see the stock trading 350, and you know we shorted it there and and held out and bought it back uh, at about 50% gain. Um, and and the reason again was because we sensed. That the euphoria and the and the and and the 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 movement in the stock had actually gone too far um and that's a that's something that you you get through. You know, years and years of, of watching markets having good and bad things happen to you, learning from your mistakes, and, and uh, you're able to, to, to figure out sometimes when to take advantage of the other side, too. So, there, you know, there's, the great thing about these meme stocks is there's ways to make money both on the long and the short side. You just don't want to be short them uh, when a squeeze is about to happen because you can, see, you can see some of the pain that's happened to some of these hedge funds. And, again, these are, these are highly sophisticated investors, and they still got killed.
2: Yeah, and you know, and the thing is, with the big gains, you get it on both sides. It's a lot of this is is just there's so much volatility that uh, you can really take advantage of these swings. And for somebody who's like, you know, it's com- pretty common knowledge. We've talked about it. I mean, I'm a degenerate risk taker, and and so again, what I say is for entertainment, and, and we're looking at this from uh, a more uber risk standpoint. But, uh, you know, this, you know, fair warning, this isn't for any or for everybody, and a lot of people can get smoked by playing with this. But, boy, the juice and the volatility and, uh, like, you even alluded to, when you're in this for a while, you, you can even start eyeballing trends on, on, on charts. You know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, it, I mean, we look at charts. We look at just – You can almost sometimes, in these big newsy names, you can, just by the news stories that come out, you can identify where most of the people are and when to go the other way.
2: Without a doubt. I mean, here's, I'll just give you another, an example in crypto. We talk tons of crypto, and we'll we'll talk about that here in a second, is what was the height of Doge? The height of Doge was Elon Musk on Saturday Night Live. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and that – didn't that feel like that was and, – and that was the height of crypto at the time. Things have changed, and Bitcoin – they all got slaughtered, and, and Bitcoin and Ethereum have come back.
1: But um, – If you want to make money in this market, Andy, when when Elon Musk is going on Saturday Night Live and everyone in the world knows that he's about to talk at least very highly – likely to talk about doge that should be setting off every alarm in your in your trading head
3: and it ended and up being you could if see it, it, it,
1: isn't, it then then you got to get better at being a trader because <laughs> that was and, and if you look at the the movement of Doge before that, the straight line up that had had gone a few months earlier, you had to know that that was going to pr- – if it wasn't going to be a top, it certainly was going to be close to a top. And if you were long there and wa- and and waited through that Saturday Night Live, because, you know, crypto trades over the weekend. So you waited through that Saturday Night Live. You still had a little bit of time right after that to get out. When it drops the first 15%, 20%, you still could have got out. But if you were holding the bag, you know, a week later, uh, you know – Honestly, maybe at least at least it taught you hopefully a lesson of how markets really work and how how uh, how you have to be disciplined in, in both being long and short and when to get out and you know the old bulls win, bears win, and pigs get slaughtered. That just is exactly what happened uh, when when Musk went on Saturday Night Live with with Doge.
2: Yeah, it's it, in fact I just noticed that I was riding the Sheba wave, and uh, as soon as you start seeing it everywhere. On, on all the financial sites, I'm like, uh, yeah, it's gonna pull back. You know, it, it's funny, and you've probably heard of this example um, for years. Uh, people don't really <laughs> read magazines too much anymore, but for years and years, I'm I'm talking, you know, in the '80s and '90s, when you had like money and and these various financial magazines. Uh, whenever a particular stock or investment class. Would hit the cover, that would always be generally represent the top. I remember years back when Barron's gold. Barron's is known yes, for that. Yes, Barons.
1: They make a big macro oh, call. Oh, it's, it's on, always good to fade it. Yeah, but,
2: on on on. I've seen it where Barons has said, "Oh, gold," and and that would always be the top or Apple stock, whatever the magazine cover was for the month. It's like, well, everybody knows about it now. There's no fresh money to come behind it so we see that a lot and that's kind of the same type of thing that we we saw with doge and elon and then Sheeb has pulled back quite a bit now since its recent high and that was the same kind of thing once you started seeing it on every website and people who wouldn't be interested in it you know six months ago are talking like experts you yep. know that that kind of feels something
1: like- you can't like really model you just have to have the trading savvy you have to have the 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 gut feel oh, totally. of what's out there and what's going okay. on and and when when to turn the other way and and uh and yeah certainly as you mentioned Sheba as well I don't follow it as much as you do uh but you know it it's certainly another altcoin that's out there um you know there's so many of them <laughs> to, to, to follow I lose track of the thousands well, they, of them but and they you know, add some every every week 50,
2: you know, they, they yeah, they, they, you know, and they add some every week and that's even another, uh, you know, question. And some yet. are
1: trading at like one, one millionth of a penny and it's, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it
2: is. Um, all right. So we'll get back to, to okay. you know, crypto um, just really quick to the meme stocks. Um, are you still playing with them right now? Do you still uh, pretty much monitor them, Mike?
1: i monitor them every day but i don't have a position right now because they're kind of in that no man's land area where for me it's it's there's no there's no trade the beauty of trading Andy, is is that you don't have to do anything you know um and i especially want to tell that to to the day traders out there because sometimes when you're day trading I'm, i'm i'm you know i'm a longer term investor been doing it a long time but you know we do we do some things for short-term trades, like that short in GameStop. Well, for the for the day traders out there, you don't have to trade everything. You don't have to do everything. You can take a day off. You can take it, especially if you've just gotten a big beat down. You know, it's it's maybe a good time to to kind of just take a take a break for a little bit. Walk away from on, the but,
2: blackjack table. You know, have a co- cocktail and a dinner before you get back at it.
1: Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. So there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, so right now, yeah, we we think that that the the really the big meme stacks like AMC and, and GameStop are are kind of in that no man's land range where we don't find them interesting to trade at this moment.
2: And, and you know, it's I'm I'm glad you mentioned that patience is a big part of this because you always want to get in and make money and 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 sometimes you know I you can't I'm, I'm, force it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a big fan of Arnold Rothstein. I, I just he, he's a really smart guy, and you know, going back, uh, you know, just the, the brains behind the, the mafia. I mean, going back in 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 the early 1920s, and the one thing that he would always say is he would plot and save his money, and then be patient, and then when the right Opportunity came along; he would bet the house. And patience goes a long way with this. Don't just jump into something. Let something fully sell off. If you're bottom fishing, if you're going to short something at the top, let it have its 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 run, and and be patient. And that goes for gambling. It goes for stocks. It goes. It, th- th- that's because great.
1: they're so so related, right, Andy? I mean, it's it's such a similar. Poker playing, um, stock investing, that all that you know gambling at a high level, it's all the same type of risk management uh, idea concepts and just gut feel for for when to get in and out. Those are things that are you learn through experience. Uh, but some of it you you can learn fairly quickly, like risk management for sure but but yeah you have you have to know when when to to uh to to bet the house and when I say bet the house, you still have to have risk risk management it just means put a large bet on but you know like you said, patience is so important, knowing when to get in and out it, it's these are things that you learn through through many years of experience in in the markets
2: and then i I think also and, and and that's why I think young people should get in on this, throw some money even at these high risk investments, if you can afford it, if you're gonna go to the casino, maybe don't go to the casino and the roulette table and open up a, a crypto account and you know, gamble or play that way. Um, I think a valuable lesson and you just really don't know anything about investing is until you get beat down and taken to the woodshed you you, you got to get roughed up and until you you do you, you you don't fully understand that is that would you say that's fair to say
1: oh definitely i mean anyone who has been i mean if you have not taken a huge beating you just haven't taken any risks i mean i think einstein said at first uh you know and he, show me somebody who hasn't uh failed and I'll tell you somebody who has never taken a taken a risk well that's the that's definitely true in trading and so you definitely will learn from those the key is to learn while not getting completely destroyed <laughs> you know you, you play small uh as you know that that you're you're uh, if you're a new fish in the in the in the ocean and uh and, and 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 learn that way but uh yeah i i don't i don't have any problem with with uh, especially younger investors you know dipping their feet in um, the volatility of, of, of crypto, of, of, uh, of some of these meme stocks, certainly is a, a, a place that you can you can learn a lot, and you can make and lose a lot of money. And just you have to make sure that you know what you're playing with is not money that you desperately need. You know you have to be careful about what you're investing. But but I, I have no problem with with uh, especially younger investors. You know. Uh, getting some experience by by just diving in there and 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 seeing how how they how they can handle it.
2: I'm a big believer in learn by doing, um, and 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 then you know lessons come along as long as and like you said, it's just managing your risk. But that's the whole thing about this gains podcast is learning about this stuff and finding opportunities and getting your feet wet. And yes, I mean, Hey, we all get roughed up a little bit. And again, like I said, you know, you don't have to be crazy like me and, and, and just go full risk. And, you know, I, I love the juice. I mean, there's, uh, making the money is almost as exciting as, as just being in it. So, um, you know, if, if you, uh, are just getting into this and, and you want to fool around with it, you know, just know what you're dealing with. Uh, another thing that's really hot is so, so we've talked meme stocks, um, is these uh SPACs and uh, they're called special purpose acquisition companies. Uh, and one that just came out today, uh, there's going to be a SPAC for Panera Bread. Uh, there's all kinds of uh, uh companies that have gone public via SPAC. Um, Mike, explain exactly what a SPAC is. I mean, it, you hear a lot of buzz about it, and uh, there's been some interesting companies that have been brought to to public via SPAC. So kind of explain what that is.
1: Yeah. So, so uh, as you said, it stands for Special Purpose Acquisition Company. And what they do is they raise money um, to start the SPAC in the idea that within the next two years, they're going to find a target to invest in. So um, instead of it being an IPO where you're an investor and you buy the IPO, you know the exact company you're going to buy. Instead, you're buying really the reputation of the sponsor who's running the SPAC and the idea that that person will know what company to take over or what, what company to buy in a, in, in, an, in an IPO Uh, and 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 make everybody money that invested in the SPAC so it's a little different than going into going right into an IPO instead you're betting on the sponsor really uh, more than anything else and that their ability to pick the right target so that that's why it's different Um, what we've said about SPACs is when they initially came out well not they initially came out they this is actually was a long time ago but when they become popular with which is the last couple years we've said that they're they're definitely interesting if you find a, somebody that you really believe in but that we knew, we did feel like the majority of them were probably going to get um probably probably not going to do too well and 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 at least not for the investor and the reason behind that is because the sponsors get uh a lower price point um in on the SPAC than the, than the investors. They get warrants, so their their break-even point is a little bit lower than investors. So you just, as an investor, you have to be careful. You just have to go into it eyes wide open, knowing that some of these SPACs are not going to make money. They're going to make the wrong investment. And remember, they only have two years to find a target, so there's, the clock is ticking as well. So, you know, you, you have to be concerned, are they going to just do a deal just because the gun's held to their head that they got two years to do it? You know, and some of these that have happened have done really well. Some of them are are well below their ten dollars. Usually, they, they they end up pricing at ten bucks. So, so if the SPAC's trading over ten, you know it's doing pretty well. If it's under ten, it's 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 not doing well. A lot of them are under ten now, whereas early in the year they were flying and they were at all the rage. But you know, I just you know, as with everything, you you know, the the great the great ones end up separating from the bad ones, and you end up getting a huge disparity in in returns. So, um, as a side note, I'll say that we have not invested in any SPACs, but one of the companies that we've invested in in a private markets has been acquired by a SPAC. So, we've been on the other end of it um, as as an investor in a private company, and it went, pu- went public via the SPAC, and um, it was a great deal for the company. So… Um, I would just caution investors that sometimes these SPACs are better deals for the company they're buying than it is for the investors that initially invested in the SPAC. I hope I was clear in how I explained that.
2: No, yeah, yeah. It, that's actually a, a pretty good way of uh, uh, describing what that is. And uh, I think the important point that you made there, too, is towards the end, if they feel like they're pressured, mm-hmm. oh, well, we just got to pull the trigger on something. That's a good point. Uh, time for shameless plugs real quick. Uh, podcast Gold. Be sure to subscribe, follow, and leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. That's you, if that's an option. Please do that. You'll really help us out here. So be sure to subscribe, follow us, or follow and leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, any kind of plugs for you, Mike? Uh, you know, we, we've always talked about uh, author of the book Calculated Risk. Anything else, uh, plug worthy for you?
1: No, I pr- yeah. appreciate it. You know, MJP Capital is a family office, and we we don't really take outside investors. But I'm I'm really just uh, happy to to be on your sh- on your podcast to support you, and also just be on BBM to help uh, help individual investors. I mean, you know, I started with nothing, and and I just want I just want to hopefully help as many investors out there as possible to understand what's going on on out there, know when the odds are against you, and when when they're not. And just hopefully help people make money and help them get some gains.
2: Well, and and I'm going to give you a a little props here before we go to a commercial break. Mike is my go-to guy. He really is. There's a (laughs) a handful of my go-to guys and gals for the noon business hour. Uh, And the important thing with Mike is I often come to him and say, hey, this just happened and you know he gets up on it and delivers it almost immediately so big time kudos to you mike especially with uh helping me out on the show and that kind of thing so we're going to talk cryptocurrency in just a second here we got a quick commercial break and we'll be right back We're back with Michael Palumbo, Mike Palumbo, founder of MJP Capital, author of the book Calculated Risk. Like I said, one of my money go-to guys. Uh, Let's shift the conversation and talk crypto, baby. I'm a big, big. I know you love it, Andy. I love it. I love it. And uh, there's a lot of money to be made and there's also opportunities to really get schooled. Um uh, just overall uh your view of crypto, do you like it? Are you active? What do you like about it? Uh what's your take on crypto, Mike?
1: So we're a little bit more boring than 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 you are with crypto. We 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 love the space. We're we we've been investors since that last crypto winter back in 2018. Um our our pick to click is ether, um Ethereum. Uh, we just we just think it's 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 in the right spot with the NFTs and 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 it's it's the it's the best bet uh, going forward in the long term. But you know we're we're long term investors in crypto, which I think for most people is is uh, is not the way they're playing it. But you know that's the way we run our family office. So so our, our pick is Ethereum. We we certainly like Bitcoin. I'm not long it right now. Um, it it is it is definitely here to stay. That doesn't mean the price will keep going up, but th- it is here to stay. It is it is a uh, modern-day gold, um, and, and there's no reason to believe that it, it's not going to maintain that. In fact, it, you've seen it go up as gold has just sat there um, at a time when, with all the money printing and all the trillion-dollar budget uh, additions they've been making in the Biden administration, uh, you know, that's been great for crypto, and gold has gone almost nowhere so you can just see that that's a rotation from the the traditional bet against federal uh uh uh, money printing to the new the new one which is which is crypto
2: yeah oh totally you could totally see it you would uh before crypto in a situation like this you know i gold gold's like 1800 you'd have gold now at 3000 yep um it's really interesting how uh crypto is you know taking the place of gold there and and you mentioned how you're long term yeah i was just in and out of neo while you at answer that no i'm just kidding but but it, it is kind of like that It uh, is. yeah
1: it, it, you could make you could make a half million bucks there while, well, depending right. on what you, how, how big the size is in a, in about a minute in this stuff i mean it's crazy i mean and you and the great thing for for the degenerate and and believe me i am too in in my own personal stuff you know i'm talking when i'm when i'm in, on your show i am talking mjp capital and what we do with the family office stuff but yeah i mean the great thing is it trades. All Every day of the week. So the casino is never closed. You, you know, uh, the stock market closes 3 o'clock Central uh, Chicago on Friday, and you're, you don't get your fix until 8.30 on Monday morning. But uh, crypto, you, you, can, you can trade it every minute pretty much uh, all, all week long. And that's a, that's a, that's a great advantage um, that it has over the stock market. You know, you have liquidity, um, you know, 24-7.
2: And and it's it's funny. I'm I've talked to a number of people who are also into crypto and we always talk about how that's the one thing that surprises us is once you get into this, it's just it's hard to leave it. You know what I'm saying? Because you can constantly buy and sell 24 seven. I mean, you could be you could be betting the Bears game and trading you know z cash on the side i mean on on sunday it, it's it's really a ju- yeah, now
1: it's yeah, with the, like you say with the sports betting too man you, you there's no limit to the amount of things you can get into the amount of trouble you can get into but oh. also also the possible possibility of of definitely gains as well no doubt about it so yeah the sports betting too it, it's it's crazy at this point you have your phone with you you can you can bet on something any any hour of any day.
2: And 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 the action just never stops. And if you like the juice like me, it's just like, "Oh gosh, I mean, this is all I ever asked for." Um you mentioned Ethereum and I I'm there with you. Like, uh Bitcoin's great. I I don't have nearly the interest in Bitcoin. It, you know, as you mentioned, it's digital gold and it's taken, I think we we both agree, has taken some a lot of that gold money that would normally pile in there. Um Ethereum, love it. Behind the NFTs, um, you know, the play that I've talked to a lot of a lot of crypto experts, if you want the safe, conservative play, I mean, it's relatively safe. I mean, we're talking crypto, is right. dollar cost average into Bitcoin and Ethereum. I would even say dollar ca- cost average just straight into Ethereum because I love the NFT stuff. And that's the next thing. I wanted to get your take on nfts i mean that brand, you know a lot of that activity benefits ethereum what do you think about nfts
1: well i mean they're they're interesting it's such a new new market that and and pricing is all over the place in these things i mean you could take a picture of your cat and it could sell for a million bucks and then and the mona lisa might be 10 bucks you, you just don't know yet how this is all going to play out but one thing I can tell you is that NFTs are not going to be a fad. They're going to be around. It's just a matter of how is the pricing on these things going to, going to end up. Because certainly people are going to get burned and people are oh, going to make yeah. a lot of money on, on, on this. You want to talk about volatility. This This makes uh dogecoin look like it it's it's uh mcdonald's stock i mean you know these are these are these are things where you can you can you can buy something for 500 bucks and somehow you know three months later it could be worth a half million dollars um i i'm not saying that that happens a lot but it is happening oh,
2: it, it totally does happen <laughs> yeah. and and you know with nfts the uh you're basically this is the way I look at NFTs and you're totally right people are going to get smoked people are going to make a lot of money um you know on buyer this po- beware. yeah buyer beware and on this podcast uh I promise within weeks here we're going to tell you we'll show you how to mint one I got I got a guy who uh can is going to share us how to mint uh, NFTs and how to maybe get in on this, and I may actually mint an NFT of my uh, a picture of my cat. That's a pretty good idea. I was uh, I talked to another friend who says that he does, draws stick figures really really good and uh, <laughs> would be interested in doing that. But the you know the interesting thing is uh, this is the ground floor of ownership of Internet 2.0 and the Metaverse. I I mean we are this the cryptos the NFTs. This is all laying the groundwork to some pretty cool, exciting, crazy stuff that you can make a ton of
1: money on. No doubt about it. And and the metaverse, NFTs, all this crypto, these are going to be here to stay. It's just a matter of which ones are the winners, which ones are not. And it's going to be fought over over the next 10 years. And then we'll look back and say, Man, of course, of course I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 hard to tell how it's all going to play out, but I can just tell you that NFTs are not going anywhere. It's just a matter of you have to be super careful in what you're buying because uh, you know, who knows where the valuations are going are going to go. I'll tell you one thing, Andy, and I'm I'm kind of plain vanilla crypto guy here and and I know that you're you know, you're looking for some gains here. I'll throw one name at you. Uh, of, of a smaller, uh, an altcoin, and it's called Axie Infinity. Um, that's, a, that's a play on the metaverse, on, on the game um, of the same name. And it's, it's a coin that's about 150 bucks right now, um, down from 160 so it's near its high. But it's a, it's a, it's a lesser-known game than some of these other ones, like Mana and a few other ones. And, and we, we do like that one um for for a it's a little overbought here as far as if you look at the charts but i mean this is one that can that could be a really big winner for for people and again i don't play these altcoins very often i'm i'm a, a plain vanilla guy but i want to throw one at you because i know what, what was that nugget again gains.
2: that was good yeah 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 i i love it and that's we what, give us that nugget again people take this down and just take a look at it it's not making a recommendation uh since the facebook changed to meta the gaming tokens have done really well. You mentioned uh, Mana, which is the currency of Decentraland. Uh, another one in that space. We talked about that with Bill Uliveri just recently. Polygon, another one. Engine, Mike. What is yours? The one that you want again?
1: Are you Axie li- Infinity. It's it's a just it's the same, same along the same road. Same same thing as as Mana. Uh, it's just lesser known symbol AXS. And I'm uh, just looking at the, at this at it right now. It's $150 is where it's trading right now. Um, it, it's only been trading for a few months, but, but uh, the game's been around for a while, and it's it's a metaverse game, uh, mostly played in Asia, but it's it's under the radar compared to some of the other ones. But I just I like it. I just think you know of all of them, I think some of them are are a little bit overbought. More so than this one, and I just, I just like it as far as uh, if you're going to play a metaverse type of uh, crypto game.
2: Totally, yeah. totally adding that to my list, though. Okay. I mean, that's a, that's a new one for me. Okay. Um, so I'm going to add that onto my list, and, and uh, I'll, I'll keep an eye on that. Uh, I, I smell there might be gains there. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, as we're wrapping things up here, Mike, uh, uh, two areas where I wanted to just kind of get your take on, and, and we kind of touched upon it, right now— Two explosive areas, and, I, you know, I, I know our listening audience, if if they're like me, they're going to be hungry for this. Okay, gambling, we've talked about that, especially sports gambling, and with the legalization of recreational use of marijuana uh, pot, so... uh you know, gaming and 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 pot stocks. Is there anything in those? Or, you know, we have two big industries. Is there anything in those spaces? I mean, really exciting. And and I just would love to get your take. Let's start with gaming, and then we'll move on to marijuana.
1: Well, gaming. You know, the, I can only speak to the fact that you know it, it's 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 being rolled out uh, state by state, and certainly states like New Jersey are having incredible numbers. Uh, that are being put up already. So, you know, if you're in, in them, you, you know, you, in a private, most of these companies are private. Some of them are, are the big players like MGM and that, you know, it's, it's, it's going to, it's, it's certainly going to grow massively. Now, who's going to benefit from that the most? I do think it's some of these public companies that are already that are, that are already out there, like Penn Gaming, has uh, as a deal, I think with Barstool and 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 you've got MGM and and Caesars there. So you can play these that this uh, this area by buying the publicly traded companies, um, and that's a way to do it. It's it's I gotta admit it's not the sweet spot for me. Um, uh, you'd rather you'd I, rather
2: throw some money on a game than even full with these stocks, right? Well, get-
1: no, it, no, it's just there. there I don't see. I, I don't see a a big win here. Penn just took a big dump. So, you know, if you want a, a good... A good one to get in on the gaming, um, on, on the online gaming sector. Penn might be a good one just because it just sold off big in the last few weeks, and and that's the Barstool one. I, I think that, you know, long term it's 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 a good bet. So I'll give you that one name, but I, I don't like to, to. I'm certainly not going to ever come on here and 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 tell you something unless I'm a hundred percent. Uh, convinced, but I, yeah, I'll throw the, the the pen one out there because I do like it. I do like that name, um, and it's it just it it is selling off. Uh, it, it's selling at a pretty big discount to where it was a few months ago. Well, I can I'm- definitely get into cannabis with you because cannabis. We, we actually are are owners of a of a private cannabis company uh, called PharmaCan, and and uh, PharmaCan is going to be going public next year. Um, that space. Um, when it's while it started 2021 very well it sold off since february just straight down so it's now trading on the lows on the on the year Uh, and that's basically because of the biden administration there was euphoria when he got in there and then when the georgia runoffs happened and the dems took the senate uh they it looked like you know, uh, cannabis legislation was going to be coming right through the pipes right away, and then nothing's happened. And every month that ticks by, that no no legislation happens, and the Dems promised this, and it's nothing's happened. So every month that goes by, these stocks keep ticking down. I think at this point they're a buy. Um, it's not I'm not just talking my book because my company's private right now anyway. We're, we're, we haven't gone public yet. But I, I do think that the sector as a whole has sold off a little too much for what its growth prospects really are. Because I, I, the, the, the popular opinion, 65 to 70% of people want cannabis legal. And so it's a bipartisan issue. I, I think eventually it gets done. Will it get done next year? I don't know that it will. I, it might take a couple years still. But these companies, the top ones like Green Thumb and, and uh, you know uh, Cresco, there's some good ones out there that are public. And ours is is very good as well. And when we go public, uh, I gotta believe it'll it'll be well bought as well. Because um, we're in Illinois, we're in we're in thirteen thirteen states. And you know that's that's a there's there's your shameless plug. If there was a plug, there there I you go. But, but, you know, the the sector as a whole, it is it it, it is sold off so much this year that I think at this point you can start nibbling for sure, Um, because we are going to get some legislation. We are going to see it get federally uh, off the schedule one, which is the big problem right now. I mean, it is right now. Cannabis is scheduled is on the same schedule as heroin. I mean, it,
2: it, it. that's interesting, and 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 since especially since it's been legalized in Illinois, first yeah. of all, it's not even taboo anymore. I mean, we no. openly talk about
1: Let it, alone being compared it, to heroin.
2: Right, right. <laughs> I mean, hey, I, I tell people uh, in Illinois the way this is set up now, and in Michigan, and, and Illinois is more, more. Um, controlled than even in some states i mean uh in colorado it's you know in in illinois it's more like almost going to a pharmacy in colorado i mean they have buds and jars and people can dig yeah it's the wild west so it's interesting how that taboo uh has has gone away and um you know you just you see the expansion of it and 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 one thing that really gets me too is it was one thing that was kind of you know behind the scenes but you would just be really surprised at the number of just older middle class looking people Rolling into sure. these dispensaries, and and like I say, nowadays it's no different than going to the liquor store and buying a bottle. It's, it's, it's exactly you know,
1: it's, it's 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 the same thing. You know, people, the stigma of you know buying that bag of weed from a from a dealer. That those days are over. Not that it doesn't happen, but but you know, you go into a dispensary and you're talking about edibles, things that are are designed for. Middle-class folks, just regular folks, to to go in and 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 get their their little uh, box of, of of products and and enjoy it with their friends in a in a safe environment and and there's nothing wrong with it. It's it, there's it's absolutely no different than alcohol. In fact, it's it's much safer and and healthier than alcohol is. I mean, certainly doesn't do the damage to your body that that alcohol does. So. Um, You know, it's 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 going to it's going to continue to grow. It's going to continue to get adoption, especially from young people, millennials um, and and uh, my generation, Gen X people um, that have some disposable income. Uh, it's, It's definitely something that is the stigma is gone. Now we need the legislation to catch up with what public opinion is and it will you just have to wait and see uh, and that's why the stocks are depressed right now is because the legislation that the democrats promised has not actually happened and now people are starting to get worried and that's why when i see the worry it tells me it's 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 getting towards the bottom and it's probably a good time to start scooping some of these stocks that are public just get the the, the best ones you know there's there's curaleaf and and green thumb and cresco are three of the big ones those are the ones I would bet on. Leave is another one out of Florida. Um, those are names that are are, are going to make it. You know, if you bet on the smaller ones, you never know which ones, uh, you know, will make it or not. But if you bet the big ones, and the Green Thumb and Cresco are both Illinois companies along with our company, Pharmacan, but you can't buy that yet because it's not public. But but the, the public ones, these are two $3 billion market cap uh, companies, so they're not like little mom-and-pop shops. They own... Dozens and dozens of stores around the country. So, you know, those would be the names I would nibble at, especially down here. Um, it, as I said, they're, they're trading at the lows on the year. So this would be a good place to, to, to get some gains if you're, if you're looking at the cannabis space and you're willing to take risk. Heck, if, you're, if your viewers uh, our listeners are, are, are looking for at crypto – then you know cannabis is low risk to them <laughs> compared to crypto
2: right yeah totally um okay so we've talked about a, a lot of really exciting areas you know like i said meme stocks and cryptos and nfts and specs and uh marijuana and gaming stocks i think with uh to, from talking to you with the gaming and marijuana it's just a, a, a lot of success has, has been built into some of these stocks in in, in the in the pot space it seems like um there's some fear and we love that we love exploiting fear and getting a good deal on something uh and 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 uh so some of these companies may be uh, worth looking at uh i'm a big fan of cresco um and you mentioned some others here uh not to throw a wet blanket on everything we talked about but you and i've talked about this before have discussed this before uh, the only, I, I love making gains. I love the markets being where they're at. I love just killing it in, in, in crypto and, and all these exciting spaces. But I have one concern, Mike. I cannot find anybody who is bearish on this market. And I got to be honest with you, that scares the living heck out of me. Uh I cannot find anybody who's bearish. Everybody I talk to is bullish you know that you know there's that inflation uh conversation that and the and the money printing and all this stuff, but that's the one thing that concerns me is everybody seems bullish, so who's behind them to keep goose in the markets higher to bring fresh money in? Does that concern you?
1: Concerns me. The biggest concern for me is interest rates. If interest rates stay low, I think we're okay. Um, if interest rates start to start to ramp up, uh, a lot of these assets are going to get revalued, and I mean, you're going to see blood in the streets and everything, from crypto to stock market to to bonds to everything. It'll be a it'll be an everything crash. Uh, but I don't think it's going to happen. I'm just saying that is the biggest risk. Now, what you what you touched on, and I think is is very valid, is the fact that it does seem that, especially the little guys, are mostly long, almost almost all long. So it has a little bit of a feeling of you know year 2000, 2001. No doubt it has that feeling to it. I think the difference here is that the Fed isn't going to make a mistake, ra- raise any rates uh do so, do anything like that i think there's there are a lot of folks out there that do remember those days like my, myself and and you and and are eyeing that as well so i don't think it's quite the euphoria that we had back then but certainly it's a concern because when you hear people and i have friends that they trade you know they they, they trade these, these cryptos and they show me their Ls and it's like unbelievable um, sick you know, isn't
2: it made. sick some of the pnf yeah, and, yeah. and, and
1: i'm so happy for him and my first thing to tell i tell him is how about you sell a little bit of it <laughs> you know uh, take some gains you know um but they've done so well and yeah it, it definitely concerns me andy but i do think it, it, that history you know it doesn't usually repeat itself it rhymes i think we're we're going to rhyme a little bit with with you know, the year 2000, we may have a a, a scare here, but I don't think we're going to have a a market collapse like we did then. And if we have a scare, then what you'll see is the folks that are overextended are going to get killed. And the ones that were prudent about their, about their investing and making sure that they, they didn't go overboard on the risk side, they're going to be able to buy down there if that happens. And that's if it happens. Okay. So I would just caution investors have your fun with crypto, but make sure you're betting money you can handle losing, and be, and have some cash on the sidelines. Because if there is this a pullback, you're ready for it. You know, if your guns a blazing, monster long here at, at S and P 4650 or wherever the heck it is, um, I think you're probably not understanding risk management and understanding what markets can do. Uh, and, and so, I would just caution investors investor to have some cash on the sidelines because there is it, it does feel toppy here, just on a gut feel uh, like you said, on a so many people are long right here feel, and when that happens and and the boat tips the other way, it can go it can go against you for a while just because there's weak hands that'll sell off because they can't handle it. That alone, it might not even be fundamentals. It's it's just the fact that like the short squeeze, when a stock goes straight up, it's some of it's driven by the people that have to buy it back. You know, and that's the same thing that can happen on the downside when folks are getting margin called and they gotta sell. If margin calls happen and there's more sellers, that's just gonna accentuate the down the down move. So I would just hey, if you, especially if you've done well here, and the longs certainly have done well, there's nothing wrong with taking a little bit off the table, making sure you have some cash so that if there is this pullback that could certainly happen, um, you are ready for it and you're ready to pounce as opposed to having being forced to sell. You always want to sell when you can, not when you have to
2: ain't that the truth. I mean that's a good I think that's a a good spot to kind of wrap up today's conversation. Uh we covered a lot of ground and I I think my takeaway here is hey, it's okay. You've made some money. It's okay to take some of these gains and actually put it in your bank account. Maybe even spend a little bit of, you know, on yourself as a reward. Maybe go Big buy vacation. yourself Yeah, a a vacation, or uh, you know, or get yourself a Lambo if you've done really well.
1: Definitely, I bet your Lambo sales right now are through the roof. Oh,
2: oh, you you know it. In fact, I joke with a a lot of uh, folks that I trade with, and I'm like, hey, what color are you going with? You know, and, and I'm always a believer that and this is the worst this is how big of a degenerate I am and, and I don't really believe this, but I always tell people, you know what, for the first million dollars that you make, keep yourself hungry. Go spend it. Go out and buy a Lambo so you remain hungry and have to make another one. <laughs> and that's terrible
1: that's advice. That's pretty
2: good advice. But 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 there there is a there there's a degree to that mindset as well uh mike as we wrap up here and again we're going to talk about a lot of this stuff uh on the gains podcast going forward mike's going to be one of our regular guys so we're going to tap into his expertise uh mike what's your uh takeaway from our conversation today
1: well that that the riskier side of the marketplace seems to be the but it has been the place where people have made their most money right now, and that does happen in bull markets and People should just be cautious that you know in bear markets it, the exact opposite happens, but that there are ways to Profit both in being long and being short, these various things that we've talked about here. And, and it's through market experience and, and your gut feel and also just being able to understand the emotions that are out there that will, allow it to, that will guide you to make the right decision on when to sell, when to buy.
2: All right, that's Michael Palumbo, founder of MJP Capital author of the book Calculated Risk and we're going to be tapping into Mike's expertise a ton on this podcast as well Uh, hey thanks again Mike and uh, until next time uh we'll uh we'll do this again real
1: soon been a pleasure
2: so that's going to wrap up the gains podcast that's gains g-a-i-n-s gains with Andy Gersher subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new episode drops I'll see you tomorrow